Welcome to Optimus Prime Time, more than meets your ears. I'm Craig. <laughs> I forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Take two. Everybody. Take two. That's uh, Craig Matheson and Jason Murphy. All right. Take two. Let's go. Welcome to Optimus Prime Time, more than meets your ears. I'm Craig Mahoney. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you? Oh, just delightful. How's everybody doing? Great. We are uh, doing, we're on to episode, was this episode six? Divide and Conquer. Oh, yeah. And Very good one. Uh, Got a pretty pretty sick uh, Megatron fugitive poster. <laughs> like, I love it. In the by, first few by, minutes. Yes. And by the way, first things first, we uh, we want to announce that you can now listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Google Play, uh, their new podcast app, as well as Spotify and Stitcher. And you can also follow us. And we have an Instagram account, OPT Podcast. That's OPT Podcast on Instagram, where uh, we'll be posting, obviously, every week Then when the new episodes are up. And then some Transformers memes. And every Tuesday, I'm going to be posting new original Transformers art that I they draw and paint with my with my own little right hand. And, uh, <laughs> it's only the right. Never the only, left. The left is useless. The left, the left you, is for balance. That's you it. can feed that thing into a disposal. It'll, no one will <laughs> no yeah. have a problem. <laughs> the, left, the left just keeps the paper from moving around. That's about it. But, uh, <laughs> and those are all available for sale. And actually, we'll be putting some uh, some new designs up on uh, T Public site, and I'll be, we'll be having links on the in the Instagram bio and on the show page where you can go check out some uh, T-shirt designs and Transformers art. And it's a good way to help support the podcast if you're enjoying it. And another way to do that is to share it and tell all your friends about it. And uh, right. So, but speaking of the of the artwork, I think if I if I get it done in time, by the time this podcast comes up, I want to do a painting like a nice like style paint of the uh, of the Megatron. Fugitive of the enemy poster they oh, have hanging dude, in the great. That's play. a good idea. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> that's that would be idea. fun. So, <laughs> as so it, that's in the very first scene as this episode opens. Uh, there we we learn yeah. that the world is uh, going into over overdrive, making new weapons to fight off the evil Decepticons who have evaded their planet. Which is odd because I remember growing up in the eighties. I remember the Cold War and the fear of nuclear war <laughs> was constant. <laughs> <laughs> you figure they could have just, yeah, you, know, you, you got the nukes, you know, like why? Yeah, that's that true. Be? There's a lot of ways around it. Um, it also for like it's 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 amazing how quickly the Transformers have become like a global problem, but we yeah. still never see anyone fighting them. But like six Autobots, like still the only people that <laughs> ever deal with it. It's still basically a gang turf war, you know. It's yeah, not it really, really like is. A, it's not even a war war. Like there's the, the whole. I don't even know how big Cybertron is. It does. It doesn't seem like there's Dude, a whole lot of. Apparently, it's the size of Rhode Island because, like, in a, in this episode, they, there's a lot of uh, going to Cybertron and coming back, and like, the only person it seems to be on Cybertron is Shockwave, and then everyone else there is someone that came from Earth and then left immediately. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think it's a deserted planet right now. It's pretty big for having no one there besides fucking Shockwave. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was gonna say. They, uh, the, the main thing is, so as we open this, we have Optimus Prime and Spike, and they're searching for the new space bridge. Where's the new space bridge going to show up? Instead of searching for the Decepticon base, they're yeah. making new weapons to, uh, to fight off the Decepticons. They're looking for the Decepticon space bridge to find out where they're going to go back and forth. What, meanwhile, they 
they have nuclear weapons. Just find the base, find their little undersea city that they somehow built, the Decepticon Sea Lab, and and bomb the shit out of it. That's yeah, a, I think they don't even. I think they don't even know that they have a base. I mean, you think they'd be able to they deduce have that? To be but like, somewhere. Yeah, when one you, would think. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they're not. They're not somewhere, Craig, because every episode they die at the end, so it's okay. <laughs> they never. The Autobots are never like we need to find them because they're like, oh, they conveniently died again, uh, immediately without seeing their bodies. That's fantastic. <laughs> the yeah, Autobots are always like happens. at the end of every at the end of every episode, they're like, we solved it. No, no need to search further. We did it. <laughs> nope, never need to look for the body. Never have to look for the body. <laughs> so as we so, so we start you, off. Humanity is working overtime, creating these new non-nuclear weapons that are going to fight the Decepticons. They don't really get they don't they get into zero specifics as to what type of weapons those are. And then the uh, the Seekers, Starscream and Thundercracker and Skywarp show up to blast the joint and steal energy for their energon. And yeah, which is great. Like I, I love the Seekers teaming up, which is awesome. They're a pretty sick military team. It's also uh, another time when they just kind of their plan works. You know what I mean? They get in there, they get the shit. Uh, Starscream calls Megatron to tell him. Megatron's like cool, and then Starscream's like, "What? No prize?" Like I gotta <laughs> Starscream bitches that he's not getting complimented. <laughs> he literally, it's his first line. Is like, "No compliment for Starscream." Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so pathetic. <laughs> it's great. He's like, "Ah, I want." Hugs and kisses I, as well. Warm fuzzies, not just cold pricklies, Megatron. <laughs> I need approval from Daddy. Please, please. Show. Immediately. He's like, it's so, he's was just not asking for it, too. Starscream was not loved as a child. Starscream, no. Starscream is definitely a middle child. <laughs> Dude, he is. He's definitely, he's willing to take that self-esteem hit to just ask someone to love him. Please, I don't care if it's genuine. Just please touch me for a second. I don't care. <laughs> Like, if there's so, uh, Transformers whores, I bet he was a huge customer on Cybertron. That's all I'm saying. Oh, all right, moving on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so our old pal Chip Chase, who we were introduced to the last episode, is uh, there. Because he, apparently he is the world's computer expert. No one else. Yeah. they got to bring in this 18-year-old kid to um, – and somehow not like a Tony Stark, you know, billionaire himself. He just shows up out of the good of his heart to these very – to these various uh, factories and the in, you know the military industrial complex <laughs> just solves yeah, their problem. Like a, he's a constant visitor to every super high tech facility in the United States. He's just like, oh, he's here. Chip's here again. It's that high school kid we hired to solve all Apparently, security clearance on par with the president of the United States himself. We can just go anywhere, and they they say, hey, we need your computer knowledge to help, uh, you know, you know, upgrade the efficiency of this weapons plant. So Chip just punches a few buttons, and then the entire wall lights up, and away they go. They're good. Mm-hmm. Then the Decepticons show up, and uh, Chip Chase sends out a a distress signal to the Autobots uh, to get some help. And we actually see Optimus, the two little uh, antenna on top of his head, the, the, they actually get used as antenna because he's standing there with yeah. Spike looking for a space bridge. And he's like, oh, I'm getting a distress signal. I didn't notice that. He puts like his finger <laughs> to his temple or something like he's getting, I'm, I'm getting a distress signal. And I'm like, oh, is that, are those actual <laughs> antenna? Can he actually use those things? And Chip, we get it. We get a great pun where uh, Chip tells him not to cash in his, uh, tells the, the professor, the doctor who's in charge of the. Munitions plant, not to cash in his computer chips just yet, because we can get some help. Oh, yeah, the Autobots. And it, you know, and it made me think: is Chip named Chip because of computer chips? 100. 
Yeah, dude. This, <laughs> this is like this is the time in the eighties when computer chips were like the the ultimate uh, pinnacle of technological advancement. It was like, can you believe they can fit a calculator in something the size of a quarter? And they're like, no, what? That's insane. Like, you know, yeah. it's that kind of shit. So and computers yeah, absolutely. Were... He's mega chip, super chip, Chase. <laughs> yeah, computers were strictly for nerds. Like, no regular person knew how to use a computer. And you know, now yeah. as opposed to now when we all have them in our pocket for porn. Exactly, and, yeah, which is, you know, really their true purpose. And, <laughs> like, yes. and for listening to uh, two middle-aged men talk about a 35-year-old cartoon based on... Yeah, exactly. Years. That's actually probably... If Transformers were around right now, that's probably what they would turn into, is, like, uh, just masturbatable devices, you know what I mean? <laughs> so they could really get into, like, the core of human society, you know? Like, yeah, they buy us and then hide us in the closet and then, you know, fuck us once a week. It's weird. But, you know, it makes it easy to spy. I'll get honest, you know? Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> Transformers sure is a bitch, but, you know, what are you gonna do? That's the job. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot going on in this episode. So Prime... Goes to help, and he shows up and uh, yep. saves or injures himself, saving Chip's life. He just, I will shield you, and he, and he takes the blow. Yeah, yeah. It's on the grenade. Sweet Optimus kicks some battles. ass. Yeah, Optimus he does kick some ass. Although the Seekers hold their own also. They definitely fuck yeah. him up a little bit. This is um, the second episode him. in a row where we see badass Optimus. Yeah, and there's also, like, the fight starts off with Optimus just charging all of them, and then uh, Starscream just immediately shoots him in the stomach, and then he goes down like a, like a sack of laundry. So here we are. Optimus still hasn't really learned any tactics. But uh, this is where we start seeing him being the baddest motherfucker on planet Earth, because um, twice in this episode, they just refer to him as, like, the guy they need to win any fight. So, like, it is incredibly important whether, like, yeah. if Optimus Prime is gone, they're definitely going to lose, and if he's there, he cannot possibly lose. So this is when we're starting to see the, you know, uh, godlike Optimus Prime who can't lose no matter what, unless he's cheated, which is interesting because up until this episode, Prime is a little bit more normal. Like, you know, Megatron can kind of take him in a fight. It's usually if it's fair, and he's not just this world breaker. But this is where we start to see, you know, badass cannot be killed off his prime, at least until the movie. Spoiler alert. But, uh, well, yeah. So but he, he comes pretty close here because he gets severely damaged. Oh, yeah. He gets taken back to Autobot headquarters where the Autobots now are ready to just cash it all in. They're ready to cash in their computer chips because Optimus is out. And he, uh, yeah. he, 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 he needs a new Cosmotron to power his laser core. This is some more great <laughs> Dude, 1980s. Nice. Let's nice, just uh, throw. Let's just yeah, try nice, to make up uh, some nice medical terminology, words. dude. Like the Cosmotron. Yeah, the Cosmotron. Sure. Oh, by so the way, he's also back, like he's on get more astro oh, seconds in this episode. Yeah, we do we seventy-five se- billion this Seventy-five billion. It's so long. I'm like, there's <laughs> got to be a better way. Uh, which I was actually was like, isn't that a trillion? But no, we're still not too. They need to get to a hundred and one. Uh, billion, and then like just say one trillion, dude. <laughs> say one point one, whatever. But uh, yeah, it's still. I mean, you know, like I said, I think last time I was like, I gotta stop bringing this up, but it's still, it's still there. It's still hilarious. So many, <laughs> so many astro seconds in the day. You know what I mean? Seconds. Who it's can fantastic. find the time? Uh, this is another. Uh, so even though I was just saying that Prime is fairly invulnerable, and he actually is pretty invulnerable in this episode, considering he's on a table already pretty fucked up, and then Laser Beak. Just swoops in through the, I can only assume, permanently open door to the Ark. Because anyone can fly yeah. in at any time. There's no security system whatsoever. Unless you just we happen never, to be looking at the door. We never see a door. There's never, yeah. it just you can just roll right in. It is an open garage. You can garage. just head on in there. It's no problem whatsoever. 
Uh, and then he just goes, he flies around like a wasp, and then like, oh shit, laser beaks here. And then they, after taking a while, he fires a couple of shots right into Optimus Prime's chest, which like apparently, even though it's a pretty, a pretty gnarly explosion, <laughs> but apparently yeah. all it did was burn out his Cosmotron, as Craig said. I'm, I'm so, amazed. Uh, well, yeah, you think you figure that would have killed Spike or Sparkplug or fucked him up a little bit, you know, turn him into little. Um, oh yeah. Turn 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 Spike into a little Harvey Dent at the end of Dark Knight or something. <laughs> Take a nice real spin on the Transformers show. <laughs> Ever since the scars, no one will love me anymore. Like, yeah, this show got heavy. <laughs> and my Uggs, my Uggs are permanently burned in my legs. <laughs> All right. So we see one thing. We see like the fact that not only do the humans are the humans aware of the Decepticons and they're putting up posters, letting people you know tell people to beware, but um yeah, again, it actually makes to- sense when you have like uh, when you have twenty. Uh, 20 foot tall robots. I'm like, half of them are good and half of them aren't, but there's really no way to tell. <laughs> like, unless you happen to be looking at their badge, you're like, is our cars good? I think cars are good and planes are bad. What about this <laughs> boombox? I'm so confused. Yeah, you, there, def, there definitely would have been PSAs in the 80s, like, learn to look for the signal. Purple, yeah, exactly. good, bad, <laughs> red, good. We'll always look for the symbol. <laughs> so, um, well, going back to the whole gang, you know, it's weird because uh, in the beginning, they did not, the Autobots didn't seem to know who a lot of Decepticons were. Like, they were like laser beak. They didn't know. And now they're all calling each yeah. other by name. Like, like Optimus Prime reference calls out Skywarp by name. And the Autobots uh, say, oh, hey, yeah. there's Laserbeak. Like, they all know who the other guys are now. This is clearly, this is just literally just like two gangs on the, who live yeah, on opposite yeah, ends. All, of the yeah, they all know. It. Which actually, it kind of makes sense in the story because they would all know each other. Like, uh, these things live for millions and millions of years. So, like, presumably they were all, like, coworkers in college and shit before the war started. Um, so I do kind of like that. It makes a little yeah. bit more sense. The other thing that's really cool about this episode, it, like, flies really under the radar. Um, but when uh, Octopus is fighting all three Seekers, Thundercracker, who, like, is, you know, kind of the most ethical of the three, I guess. But, like, he says this weird thing where he's like, uh, normally I wouldn't normally I wouldn't want to fight you like in a in a in a mismatched fight, but you know I, Megatron says we have to, so I'll fight you three on one. But he, he implies <laughs> that he would rather just go one on one with Optimus. It's pretty fucking baller if you think about it. Yeah, because he Star, just, like, Starscream has pride. Well, it's Thundercracker. Starscream oh, Thundercracker. Oh, Thundercracker has pride. Thundercracker. Yeah, he's like, he's like uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm if I got this guy with this thick ass Brooklyn accent. I'm just like the uh, the colorists at the uh, the, uh, the the animation the overseas animation department oh, in, in yeah. Japan. I, I didn't know which seeker was which because we definitely see uh it's it's supposed to be Skywarp but he, at one point they they paint him like thund- in Thundercracker's colors and the other time they paint him in Starscream's colors. Yeah, and he has the same voice as, as Skywarp, so you're just like it's like oh, okay, but yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is so is Optimus gonna live? Well, his laser core is damaged. And Wheeljack says, "I got a Cosmotron back on my lab in Cybertron." But how are we going to get to Cybertron? We haven't been able to find the space bridge. And then Chip's like, but hey, we've got the best you know, de- detective detective in the world right here in our Intellitran 1. He can triangulate it and we can find it. And these incredibly advanced machines that have lived for millions of years, these you with know, this walking, computer, like, walking, talking with AI. With this computer for 4 million years. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't think. And again, the fact that they need an external computer and, and they don't have the processing power themselves and they need to actually sit at a desk. Yeah. <laughs> at well, then some terminal. fucking alien has to tell you to use it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if I fucking... 
if I was driving E.T. around and he was like, hey, yo, your daytime lights aren't on. I was like, oh, shit, thanks, E.T. Like, it's weird that he would know that. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking crazy. And then I'd be embarrassed. I'd be like, Jesus Christ, this alien knows more my car than I do. But they're just like, oh, yeah, the computer. I forgot. Same computer, that, by the way, that rescued all of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so they have to go. And then, again, Wheeljack says, well, the Decepticons put a computerized lock on it. <laughs> And again, yeah. none of these Autobots know how to work it. Literally not uh, Wheeljack or Ratchet who take the Autobots apart and put them back together on a seemingly regular basis. No, nope. yeah, Chip Chase is like, I, I'm the one the one guy in the universe, apparently. The only hacker at all who can get into this. Chip Chase has to go to Cybertron. He says, I've always wanted to visit another planet. Yeah, dude, we'll, there, there are two episodes away from creating five brand new... Uh, completely independent life form transformers in the Dinobots, and right now they're just like electric locks. What? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to they go up to Cybertron. Well, in the mean, what happens is in the meantime, skip the part here. The Starscream and, and Thundercracker or whoever. So I was no Starscream and Rumble and Reflector are loading up the little uh, space bridge car to take Energon up to Cybertron and Shockwave. And what's odd is that, A, they need to put somebody into the car, I guess, to pilot it. Like, they can't just send the Energon on itself. And then Starscream just automatically volunteers one of the reflectors. And yep. he's terrified. He's like, no. And he's terrified. No. And, like, mo- many people have gone back and forth at this point. So it's very weird. They've proven it works. And, and, yeah. and again, and it doesn't <laughs> seem like you actually need a pilot <laughs> now, there's no reason for a reflector to be there. I'm pretty convinced that Shockwave is just lonely. And he's like, ah, that guy isn't can't that guy turn into three people? Let's just bring him up there, dude. I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Shockwave just wanted uh someone to help him, you know, empty it, I think. It's just like here, you can help me move this shit. You know, it's well, yeah, he's I, you got know, one hand, you know, what if he wants to make pasta or something? You know what I mean? He needs some help. The odd thing about the space bridge, too, is that it's not like there's not like a space bridge landing platform where they go like it basically just shows up in Shockwave's office. He's yeah. Just, and it's just like uh, exactly it's a little elevator. Um, they end up like so they send up, you know, they send up a reflector to help out a you know, uh, Shockwave. And then very shortly afterwards, the Autobots crash party jump in there and just drive drive through it like it's a garage. Like <laughs> they drive into full yeah. speed and they drive out full speed. And Shockwave's basic reaction is like you crazy kids like there's, there's someone out somehow they never thought of this like just the fact that like any idiot could run in there and then just drive through the lab which is exactly what they do they just drive through shockwave is completely helpless to get them back and that's what and then it's just him and uh one of those reflectors shaking their fist angrily and we have uh ironhide apparently with just all these extra abilities that we've never seen before and never seen again and before they go into this space bridge he's apparently able to freeze starscream oh, because what happens is megatron tells the decepticons to let the autobots win because he sees it start raining and he's like i have an idea rather than destroy them here pretty awesome yeah let's let them go to cybertron and yeah, dude, we get the uh, we get the first appearance. I get the only appearance, I'm pretty sure, of the Rainmakers. Yeah, yeah. Which for uh, Transformers nerds is pretty baller because it's three three Seekers is the only episode they appear in, but they've all gotten some attention elsewhere. It's Acid Storm, or was it Acid Storm, Ion Storm, and Sunfire or something like that? I can't remember all their names. But uh, three Seekers, they live on Cyber or Cybertron. Uh, theoretically, the only three people there besides Shockwave, uh, and they fly around and create acid rain. 
just completely and utterly fucks up the uh, Transformers pretty good, uh, which is interesting because it does sort of imply it's a regular weather pattern they just kind of inspire. And then it also implies that there's weather on Cybertron and it can 100% murder anyone outside. Like 100% just rain on you until you're dead. It's Acid Storm, Ion Storm, and Nova Storm. There we go, yeah, yeah. And they are all in the uh, Seeker Color Rush uniforms for you NFL fans. They're all just entirely one color. They don't do the two or three tone thing like the other Seekers. I think you think think maybe the people in the you think maybe the people in the production got a little lazy here when it came to. Oh, 100 percent because they're also like (laughs) they're they're day glow piss ugly colors. You can't use. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's a bright blue, a bright yellow, and a bright green. <laughs> I think it was just – I think those were just left over, and that's what the colorists use. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? We still got some there's yellow. Red... Yeah, there's a red seeker somewhere in the uh, in the first two or three seasons, I think, that shows up. And he's occasionally around enough that they gave him his own character and called him nice. Redwing. But it's another one of those like where uh, they just sort of give him – of course, there's like a million just uh, generic seekers. Usually Skywarp, where they just like show the same one over and over again. Yeah. yeah. But we, um, but yeah, Ironhide has uh, again. We see a bunch of his these these powers that we never see, where he's able to freeze Starscream in the fight. Once once Megatron says, "Let them win," again, uh, Ironhide all of a sudden has like a freeze ray up his arm, and then they go to uh, Cybertron, and he finds, and he, instead of using the same freeze ray to freeze the wall and drive through it, he finds like some sort of like nitrous oxide proton pack. Some backpack, like, fire extinguisher gun on the wall. And he uses that. But then, once again, he has another little cannon up his arm that just shoots some sort of gunk. And Shockwave gets stuck to the floor. And then he's useless. Right, yeah, yeah. And these Uh, are things like... Ironhide is apparently just full of lots of little liquids. That that would seem to be highly effective, yet never really get used all that often. Oh, yeah. Again, Well, they're back to, you know... This whole episode starts off where they go back to some, you know, power plant or some shit. And they're, like, taking energy yeah. again. Where, like, they had cold fusion just an episode or two ago, you know? Yeah, they always... It's like when I watch... I've, I've you know, been re-watching some of the Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars. And there's always, like, something where it's like, oh, no, Anakin's about to fall off a cliff. It's like, yeah, but you've shown that you could just levitate, like, with the Force. You don't, like... Yeah. It's exactly. like the Jedi... It's like the same thing. The Autobots seem to forget about some of their powers sometimes. Where it's like, you know, like Superman. Why not just use the heat vision for everything? You don't even have to. Yeah, go, yeah, you, don't even, you don't even have to get out of the chair. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can just fly and use uh, laser eyes, you're pretty much covered. Like that's really all you need. Yeah, you're good. So these, so the rainmakers go. So Megatron tells them to, to go and create acid rain. And as you said, there's yeah, it's weird. First of all, why would there be weather on Cybertron? There would. There's no. There's no trees. There's no. I would yeah. assume that the, any sort of cloud, I would assume that there would already would be just polluted. Any sky or clouds they had already would just be polluted and produce acid yeah, rain on true. a somewhat regular basis as yeah, is. That's a good point. And there's, there seems to be gravity, but that's really only. only well, every, everything has gravity, but the, main, the crazy yeah, thing is that it has true. the same gravity as Earth and apparently breathable air. <laughs> Chip Chase. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Chip Chase is like, hey, I've always wanted to go on another planet. So let's just let me just go in my wheelchair with my blazer and jeans and sneakers. And yeah, that's true. Sure. No, like no, no air filtration system or anything. He doesn't have some crazy nanovirus that the fucking <laughs> transformers be totally used to. He would just instantly dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, man. And the amazing thing is, so they, they they fire into the clouds to create this acid rain, and all the Autobots are yeah. immediately mm-hmm. 
just rendered useless. And it's like, oh, if it hits our circuits, we're dead. And it's like, well, it shouldn't. You're, you guys are pretty well encased. That shouldn't happen. After a while, you might be able to rust. But you figure it would fuck up like the the meat bag who isn't protected at all and start burning his skin or something. But meanwhile, yeah. the human is the That's only true. one. The yeah, human is the only fine. one not affected. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, he would have been melting like in no time at all. Um, so they, uh, they, they, the rainmakers shot the sky to make it rain, and then they shoot the sky to make it stop raining. So now the sky has been <laughs> shot to death, apparently. And uh, they chase off the rainmakers. Well, what uh, happens they is they, they're you ready to get. They're saying we what? can't do it. We, we, we give up. And and then oh, yeah. Chip <laughs> gives his little his little uh, speech, which yeah, I think, and this with this line that is the entire point of of chip's existence in the star in the uh transformers universe is uh where, yeah when he tells that one's about really that one's never really disabled as long as they have courage craig yes <laughs> that's you know uh none of us really you know you can make legs out of courage um <laughs> you can make eight spider legs out of courage you know Just... yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that I... is that is so cringy <laughs> No one's ever really disabled as long. And I was like, yep, and there it is. And that's that's the yep. entire point of Chip Chase on the show. There he is. And he, and he talks, and the Autobots all of a sudden are just like, hey, you know what? You're right. We can we can deal with this acid rain and then just fire off the, the Seekers. The Autobots give up real fucking easy a lot in this episode. Oh, yeah. That's kind of their whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know. No one's like, hey, Chip, that's a very inspiring quote, but you probably can't feel that your legs are melting in this rain. Uh, we should probably get out of here <laughs> pretty quickly. Uh, your chair is now a puddle. We need to get the fuck out of here right now. Is <laughs> <laughs> the wheels of his chair. So, yeah, I, I think at this point, they, at this point, they've like already they, they, they get the they've already gotten the Cosmotron, too. We didn't even mention it, but they just go there and get it like immediately. It's no problem whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah. then they get attacked. After. So then they just uh, after they, you know, they defeat the Rainmakers by shooting this guy to death. And then they uh, just drive back through the uh, space bridge where, again, the shockwave is just suitably shaking his old man fist like, oh, you God, they're back, these kids. Like, he just has no – I don't know where he thought – like, I guess they, they were just going to live there. But no, they just they come back uh, you know completely blow away shockwave. In the, they hmm. cut back to Earth at the space bridge, and you see Starscream and, and Rumble and it, and – the three reflectors and there's all three reflectors. It's like, wait, didn't they just put one of them into the space bridge and get rid of them? And it's like, and I was like, oh, maybe he came back already. And then it's like, no, you see him again with Shockwave still on Cybertron. Yeah. And this at one point, reflector becomes kind of like a seeker. He becomes this multiple thing that's around sometimes and not. And I'd be probably about to say that like, there's one part where they kind of punch reflector yeah. into himself and they show all three of them kind of merge, which really like, you know, yeah. he's supposed to be one guy that turns into three guys, which is interesting that they do that. Um, which is, I think, uh, like we said last time, this is the beginning of the end for Reflector. We don't get that many more episodes with him after this. You know, he's going to start winding down pretty quick. But that is pretty cool. They actually do take some time to explain that, like, he's really just one guy who kind of doubles himself, which is a pretty powerful ability. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, and then theoretically in the show, I guess he's supposed to have one of, one of his versions of himself is on Cybertron and then three more down below. So. Um, yeah. Very cool that they take the time to do something with that and kind of explain him a little bit since he's about to leave the show. <laughs> and he, but he, at least he gets his little Oscar clip moment where he's like, no, not anything but that. Please don't send uh, me. He gets to, so he gets to do some serious emoting. And he, got to, he at least yeah, gets he, to act really the hell out like, of it. He's so concerned that nothing happens. Just <laughs> <laughs> he just goes to Shockwave's garage, helps him unload the car. 
and comes back. That's all. <laughs> so in the meantime, the Decepticons, they're they're heading to Autobot headquarters and like we are gonna fuck shit up now. And the Autobots are like, yeah, you are, because we don't have Optimus Prime, so we're we're done. There's nothing we can do. And this is yeah, again another a, another they have a, useless human. Oh yeah, give, and they have has to give a pep speech. They do have a nice little yeah, and the pep talk is it's great. You know what I mean? Uh, and you know Huffer is all excited, everybody's all excited, and then they just get fucking lit up, dude. Like that pep <laughs> talk doesn't do anything. They just get completely destroyed. I don't think any of the they show one shot where like one of the Decepticons gets shot and then runs away, and then every other scene is just Autobots getting lit up and fucked around. And then, uh, you know, until, this is uh, Optimus comes out, and he's fine. Until, he's got well, a chest full uh, of Cosmotron. The, the Autobots return from Cybertron and give the, the Cosmotron there to... And then, yeah, and, and, and once again, Megatron, very overconfident. Is there anyone in the universe who will challenge the might of Megatron? To win all of a sudden, <laughs> animal, there is one Megatron. I, Optimus Prime, challenge you. And uh, Which is yeah. great. And, and they then, get into a yeah, pretty, yeah, good, uh, pretty hard, Al. Yeah, pretty good fist fight there. And then Megatron uh, retreats and runs away. Yep. Now Megatron does say that he's all fucked up from beating the rest of the Transformers, which is legit. He's a little bit low on energy. And even Starscream points out earlier, he's like, "Man, we are burning through a lot of energy right now." Well, what um, happens so is Megatron challenges a... him, and Starscream, uh, it, it, you know, man of honor that he is, says, "Well, the battle code, oh, Megatron, right. says you have to fight him by yourself." And Optimus Battle whoops him. Code. <laughs> and yeah. then Optimus whoops him, and that's when he has to. And then uh, Optimus asks him, like, yield. Do you yield? And then lets him go. They just let all him and all the Decepticons mm-hmm. go. And, and yeah. Chip says, Oh, I wonder. I guess that takes care of the Decepticons. And Spike's like, You know, for some reason, I have a feeling we'll see them again. You think? Yeah. And you just, I think the, this the might, guy uh, who swore this might to do nothing you. but take over the universe and threaten the lives of everyone on the planet, and you're just letting them go? You, you don't think they're going to regroup and come back? You don't even chase them, dude. They don't even, like, put a tracker on them. They're just like, yeah, bye. Whatever. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, they, it's yeah, crazy, dude. They imprison them, something. They just let, let them leave. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's, dude, it's pretty crazy. And that's it. That's the episode. Another, yeah, that's the whole another, thing. Another chip chase spectacular. By the way, I, as we go through these episodes, I'm reading the you know, tfwiki.net. I, I always pull up the uh, episode um, page to just kind of refresh myself if I lose any plot points. And it is always hilarious. They have the section animation or technical glitches. And there are one... T- <laughs> I mean, it's the, you just scroll on and on and on. Some of these, I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with them for even noticing it, but it's hilarious. Just, it's nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah nothing. it's all, like, it's, it's funny that someone took the time to go through that, but yeah, there's, um, it's, it's really, once you notice them, too, like, there's always one thing in the episode you'll notice they fuck something up, but then after that, you see all of them, and you're like, man, if I was looking the whole time, I bet the entire episode is just full of weird shit. I like the way he writes con- under continuities errors, too. It's like... Whoever wrote this is a little frustrated. It's like, shouldn't a weapons factory have better defensive, pr- better defenses, particularly against the enemy? That's the reason they're making the weapons in the first place. I enjoy the frustrated defended. tone of this whole oh, thing. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, they always make fun of the, uh, the, the power fading can't move. Uh, it's, so, like, it's so lame, dude. 80s. 80s. All right. 
Well, yeah. dude, that was a pretty good episode. I enjoyed it. I think it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to see the uh, Swan Song. We got a couple more Reflector episodes left, but we're running out. But, uh, yeah, I'm digging yeah. this stuff. I like to see uh, World Breaker Optimus Prime. It's going to give us a pretty sick episode later on. We got um, cheated. We got um yeah the, yeah they bring up the battle code again that comes that comes up in in, a, in yep. an episode a few episodes and Blue Streak uh, is still getting a little bit of action out there. Jazz they didn't give Jazz they haven't given Jazz much to do in the next few but he's he's in the beginning of the next episode so we get to see him but um yeah this is the end of the end of Blue Streak and uh and Reflector's kind of prominence is is coming coming quickly. Coming to a close yeah, here. Yeah, Reflector's got a couple more, a couple more spots, but I think this is the end of him talking. <laughs> Maybe he has a couple yeah. more lines and a couple more episodes, but he's gonna start kind of disappearing, which is a bummer because I love Reflector. <laughs> well, at least he went out. Like I said, he went out with his Oscar clip, his, his showcase. That's he really, true. Got, he got to act the hell out of the thing. So good for him. Yeah, he got his oil cake line in a couple episodes ago. Then he got now he got his uh, death scene. <laughs> so he's, he's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's it. So once again, kids, you can please, you can watch us, uh, watch us. You can listen to us on uh, maybe someday you can watch us. Who knows? We'll see how this goes. We'll see if, you know, if you like it and you tell your friends we and the listenership grows, who knows where this whole thing will go. But right now we know where it is. It's on iTunes. It's on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. You can listen along. And I guess the thing is you got to rate and review on iTunes. It helps bump us up and helps get helps uh, get us noticed. The more you rate and review things, you know, it just gives uh, prominence to the podcast. Because iTunes doesn't release any of their numbers. Like, even to us, I have, I cannot find out how many listeners we have. Oh, Meanwhile, yeah. I can go into the Google Play one and I look at the whole analytics. I can find out when people started listening and when they stopped within the episode. <laughs> how many people oh, yeah, throughout the thing. I, iTunes, it's a fucking mystery. Who knows? But please, yeah. check us out. Subscribe on all those. Rate, review us. Follow us along on Instagram. And uh, check out some of the art and the t-shirt designs. There'll be more coming your way. And another episode next week. We uh, we meet a favorite of yours. One of your favorite characters. Oh, dude. My favorite of all time. Probably. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, dude. I'm very excited. We will see you guys next week. On another Optimus Prime Time. More than meets your ears. <laughs>